Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get with Caesar's rewards. Must be 21 or older. Minus three with Dave Damashek. Hi, and hello, football fans. It's your old pal, Dave Damashek. Welcome to Minus Three, coming at you with Omaha. We're on the Caesar stage where Phoenix, Arizona, that's where, coming up in just a second here, my colleague, he's my colleague now, Eddie Spaghetti, Cam Hayward. He has a show here on the network, and in fact, he's going to join us on this stage in just a second. Eddie Spaghetti here by my side in the meantime, enjoying Phoenix, Arizona. He just completed doing Waiver Wired. All sorts of fun action going on. Make sure you're checking out all the great shows coming at you from Phoenix this week. And, of course, we started things off on opening night, Spaghetti. Went out and uh, asked the most important thing. I mean, it's a Super Bowl. Wanted to know if it's a must-win game. Spoiler alert, 100% of the people I asked said it was. So, now, some people thought that was a dumb question. But, like, you know, it's all about Ws, man. In this league, you know, it's about what your record is. Isn't that what they say? I mean, you were told, remove that guy's credentials. Right. uh, You know, don't let him back. Next year, he's wasting our time. I'm definitely not teaching my students that. uh, that. Sometimes there are dumb questions. And, you know, we went viral, so the joke's on them. Well, yeah, I guess society's just gone soft. Like, just give everybody a trophy if winning doesn't matter. That's not a world I want to live in. Right. Um, So before we get to Cam Hayward, and spoiler alert on that, I am going to lean in. Real good to the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a state of the union with the face of the Steelers defense for the last many years now. He has really transitioned with the Steelers as a part of the guy. He comes in in 2011. He gets drafted in that all-time great class led by Cam Newton. How funny. Cam Newton, the first overall pick, Cam Jordan, and um, Cam Hayward, the guy least likely, the le- the Cam least likely to get a Hall of Fame jacket is now Cam Newton, probably. Who you thought was I did. going to get it. We'll get into that with uh, Cam, maybe, uh, if we have time to. Really looking forward to that. But in the meantime, let's cover some, foot, some uh, Super Bowl action here. All sorts of great Super Bowl coverage for you. Like I say, extra points. Um, but so let's let's uh, just update our picks here. We did a deep dive on this Super Bowl with Kevin Hench to start our audio week here. And um, I, uh, I it, one and a half is the number right now. Yes. 51, the total has ticked up ever so slightly. My official pick is, all due respect to Patrick Mahomes, who might put on a show for the ages and steal this game. But that is, it's the same measure as I applied to Josh Allen's bills. I'm not saying that they don't have a shot to win, but he is going to have to have one of uh, one of his superhuman efforts in order for them to get over the hump. The more complete rosters of the Philadelphia Eagles, and specifically what the Eagles do, is manhandle people at the line of scrimmage. They did it to the Niners. I think they're going to be able to do it to the Chiefs. The offensive line has not been as strong as I think a lot of people anticipated it was going to be when they restructured it after that woeful Super Bowl Kansas City a couple of years ago when they had, uh, um, I think my cousin was one of the guys playing, uh, had to play right tackle. It's, I don't remember. It was, a, it was a mess of people. Some people out of the stands had to come in and try to face that uh, Bucks defensive front. Um, so they rebuilt it, but it has not exactly thrived this year. You know, I, I like the practical matchup for the Eagles so I think they should be able to get to Mahomes and I think they should be able to push around the the Chiefs defense to some degree like they have everyone else all season long save those couple of weeks Jalen Hurts was out ergo 
Eagles minus one and a half. And for fun's sake, I'm going to go over 51. I'm the same as you, Eagles. Laying the point and a half, I'm over. I think my final score is going to be 34-24. So semi-blowout, I guess, in Super Bowl terms, but you hit the nail on the head. I mean, the only chance we're going to see the, the Chiefs win, in my opinion, is hero ball from Patrick Mahomes. And obviously with the banged-up receiving core that the Chiefs are dealing with right now is if some for some reason the Eagles just don't want to cover Travis Kelsey and he is a monster like multi-touchdown game, which I think is still a possibility. And you're right, the Eagles are – it pains me to say this. I've been saying this all week long, two weeks actually – that they're just the Eagles are just a complete team. They're a great team. The trenches is how you win the ball game, and your quarterback is dynamic like Jalen Hurts. It's just a recipe for success. And uh, I just, unfortunately uh, for Chiefs fans, I don't see them coming out the, on top of this one. All right, there, those are our picks. We've reissued them now. You know what? Let's zig against the rest of the football world. Zag. Everybody's talking Eagles and Chiefs. You know what I'm going to do right now? Minus three. You know my name's on the show, Eddie Spaghetti. I'm allowed to do it. I'm going to talk to Cam Hayward about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Spoiler alert, you're not going to win every bet you place. But with Caesars Sportsbook, win or lose, every bet gives you reward credits and tier credits, which you can exchange for the best perks in the game. Hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, and more. Download the Caesars Sportsbook app and start earning with Caesars Rewards. If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed to Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, I have wanted to yap with this fellow for quite some time now. I'm a big fan of his. I make no secret about it. He is the host of Not Just Football here on Omaha. He's a colleague of mine, that means, don't you know? I'm a big fan of his. It's Cam Hayward. What's happening, fella? I'm good. Colleague? We can't just be friends? I. You know what? That's more important to me. You know okay. what? I don't even think friend is strong enough. Family. I like that. I like that. Brother? Appreciate you. Call me like stepbrother if you want, if it's too embarrassing to claim me. We we, we can go (laughs) stepbrothers. We have a lot in common. We both We we both support the black and gold. Yes. And I think that's, you know, something that we should 
not avoid. Let's just lean right into the subject right Let's now. Let's dive there's, into it. There's a lot of consternation, Cam, You're right. from people who claim to be Pittsburgh Steelers fans. A lot of them are out there saying, Dave Tomlin don't care about winning no more. He care more about just his winning, keeping a winning record every year. He don't care about winning no playoff games anymore. How say you to this this weird bit of cynicism that has emerged on the banks of the Three Rivers? Yeah, because if you were in a meeting, you've never heard him talk about his record. We take it personally as players because we want to build our coach. We understand what he does for us and how he motivates us. Um, you know, I can't say enough great things about Mike T. Mike T is a just an honorable guy, a transparent guy um, that can sometimes get lost in our, our league. Transparency is huge. He knows how to motivate guys in so many different ways. Um, but every year, the main goal is getting that sticky Lombardi and that Lombardi and having that confetti fall on you. Well, I like that goal, and uh, I, for one, would like to see it come to fruition. But talk mm-hmm. about, I, you know, it is a weird spot that Coach T has kind of now fallen into, which is underappreciated by Steelers fans specifically, but nationally, he's revered. <laughs> I feel like 31 other fan bases love to announce, oh, you, you guys ever get rid of Coach T? We'll jump into line first yeah. to, to get him. What makes him... From your observation, obviously you've been only in the NFL with the Pittsburgh Steelers and with Coach T, but as best you can figure out from talking to to, to other players on other teams, what distinguishes him? Is he an X's and O guy? Is he a great teacher during the week? Is he, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say he's, you know, he's, he's known for his defense and he's probably deferential on offense. Or mm. is that right? Or is he more hands-on than we imagine he is? With he, the offense. he has his fingerprints on everything. Um, you know, I know he's got the defensive background, but he was a wide receiver mm-hmm. in, in college, and we like to give him hell about his, his wide receiver days. But I think when you look at him and you look at what he's done, I think the fans were way too close to, like, appreciate him. You know, everybody thinks he's winning the Super Bowl every year, and we would love that. Go mm-hmm. to me wrong, but it doesn't happen. Um, but when you look at what Mike T does um, – he he breaks things down for so many different people. He finds out what you need. You know, one of his mantras is, I'm not going to treat anybody the same, but I'm going to treat everybody fair. Mm. And, you know, everybody needs different things, and I think he's very accommodating in that. And I think he's always growing and trying to be a better coach, finding out what guys need. You know, he takes his meetings, his exit meetings very seriously. You know, for us, we don't just have our exit meeting. Me and him, we have to have like a dinner so we can sit down and talk about everything. And, um, you know, it's, it's about finding that balance. And I think, you know, whether it's defense, you know, he's breaking down with the defensive coordinator, talking things through, making sure we he likes to plan. Um, and, you know, he, he's, he's picking the older guy's brains. You know, he understands what we're looking at. Um, Offensive-wise, you know, I don't think there's anything that slips through the ca- cracks. I think he just – he demands greatness and he demands success, but he's able to demand it in a way that everybody needs it. It's funny because my hypothesis during the season was – is. You know, again, a lot of people were very upset. I don't know if you heard it, but we're very upset about <laughs> Matt Canada. He, right. He's the offensive coordinator. Dude, mm-hmm. that offensive coordinator, dude. I don't know. He know what he. Why didn't he throw it to George Pickens more? This sort of uh, <laughs> this sort of talk. I my assumption was, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that the approach, at least the broader approach. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about 
play for play um, throwing in what's going to be called on second down. But Coach T is impacting directly what Matt Canada is doing, the approach of the offense. And I think there's a lot of, you know, pie in the sky. You, you, you always hear the rhetoric about, hey, you know, all three units working together and, and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of talk. But necessarily the defense was expected to carry the day last year. In fact, right. all the way back to the Duck Hodges season, <laughs> the defense has, if you're living in reality, not what right. you'd like to be true, the defense has had to carry more of uh, of the day for the last couple seasons, yeah. right? And so Coach T is trying to lean into that and approach it to be complementary with what you guys are trying to do and turn things over to you to dominate. Is that fair? You know, it's funny. You know, the best defenses we always talk about are on the sideline. And by doing that, the offense has got to stay on the field. But I think from our perspective, the defense has to be on the clicking on all cylinders. Um, We understand there was going to be growth in our offense. Um, You know, I would think it'd be foolish to open up the playbook and expose everything to Kenny. You know, I think Mm. there has to be growth there. Um, I can't say I'm in every meeting of those offensive meetings, but I think from their approaches, you got to rely on that defense. You got to get short fields for your offense. Um, You do that, get turnovers, then you're cooking with gas. You can't just tell a rookie quarterback, hey, you need to go 90 every single time, Mm. and the defense doesn't do anything. Um, And we understand that. You know, we understand we were the highest paid defense for a reason. Um, You got guys like Mika Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, um, and, you know, Miles Jack. We had Larry Ogunjobi this past year. All these different guys are in included in that defense and had to be playing at a high level. Obviously, we didn't make the playoffs, but uh, due to injury, uh, some bad plays here and there. But there's growth that takes place on both sides of the ball. Um, And, you know, both teams have to continue to just keep working to go towards that that goal. I think there's a a funny um, changing of expectation over the course of the season. People I don't think there were a ton of people out there that said this Steelers edition with a rookie QB presumably going in sooner rather than later at some point in the regular season isn't probably going to go 12 and 5 mm-hmm. or something like that or, or make a legit Super Bowl run without some magic uh, sauce being sprinkled over everything there. You don't sprinkle sauce. You sprinkle <laughs> more like seasoning. But, you, but, you, but you're picking up what I'm laying right. down. Yes. Um, what, is it as simple? It was an imperfect roster, basically going into the season. It was not. It was not. It was not. Uh, I think depth was the issue going in, and I think you have a chance to really flesh that out and fix that to some degree. You couldn't depth lose. What? You couldn't. You couldn't lose a key piece. You couldn't lose T.J. Watt when you right. did for half the season. I really mm-hmm. thought that that scuttled things, and I'm not trying to let everybody else off the hook with that. I think he's one of the five best non-quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Ergo, when you take him out, the defense isn't going to be as good as it as it is when he's in there, right? Yeah, you know, it's funny because the first game of the season, man, you couldn't ask for a better start on defense. Mm-hmm. With you know, I think we had like five turnovers and a chance for a six if they a six if they had given me my pick instead of giving it a fumble. But um, you look at that team at the beginning of the season, you're like, oh snap, we got something special here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I never looked at it as an imperfect offense or an imperfect team that couldn't make some noise. Um, injuries happen, and we understand that's part of the game. But there's no replacing a guy like T.J. Watt. And, you know, you start taking off Aaron Donald off your team. You know, you start taking Quinn Williams. You start taking off these uh, Jalen Ramsey types of players. Your team is going to change. 
and you know I thought we were able to bounce back at the end of the season as we started to get healthier. Uh, but, you know, injuries happen. You have to be able to deal with that. You, other guys have to be able to step up. Uh, and we had to find our way to gel through that. Uh, that and then, you know, we place, replaced um, Mitch Trubisky, I think, after the fourth or fifth game. And so you start doing that. That changes the, the message a little bit. But for us was let's just get in the playoffs because I thought we were playing our best football at the mm -hmm. end of the season. You could not tell me, whoever we went against the playoffs, that they wanted to see us in the playoffs because, you know, Kenny made some unbelievable drives at the end of the season. Uh, the Raiders game, Christmas night, leading us down. Uh, the Baltimore game, you know, we hadn't had a touchdown to that point, but he finds a way to win. And then once you get in the playoffs, you start thinking, man, we're finding ways to win. Just giving us an opportunity to win. I mean, an opportunity to play. I don't think play. that's crazy. And I, so you, you get some luck you have, on your hands. Could you have, I mean, you look at what happened to the Bills against the Dolphins and then their demise. Are right. you, is any, could anybody really conjure a re reasonable case that the Steelers would have had no chance in that game? Of course, it was a different team than what you were in early October. Yeah. You, you know, I just think you could really make a case that nobody really wanted to play the Pittsburgh Steelers mm. if we got to the playoff. And, you know, it's kind of heart-wrenching heart because you're like, damn, if we had just had one more game where you mm. played a little bit differently or that play had went differently, we wouldn't be talking about this. We'd be talking about, oh, we're in the playoffs. We got a chance to make some noise. Um, and so, you know, I think going forward, we got to understand we got to start faster. Um, our September was not where we wanted to be, and you're digging yourself out of a hole. Um, I think we were like, what? two and four at one time so you start that way it really you know it's an uphill battle um i can't commend the guys enough for sticking together and really trying to make a run at this but man let's 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 build on this and continue to improve well i mean you are the man in the locker room and i want to talk to you about some of that you know i've become the older i get more mature cam <laughs> um and i have become a journey over destination guy the, right. the expectation that this better end with a lombardi trophy from my <laughs> fan perspective is going to leave me disappointed a lot from right. a player perspective are you now more reflective because you're coming towards i you know i hope i'm not bringing up anything bad for you you're probably not going to be in the league in 12 years from now so you're probably yeah probably i'm pretty, on the back I'm half pretty sure probably. the next 12 yeah i can't i can't guarantee it but maybe 12 years down the road i will not be playing football okay let's not say <laughs> never we don't know but the point right. is it's unlikely are you able to appreciate the moment for the moment by itself kenny pickett freezing conditions it's the raiders it's you're honoring franco harris he passes tragically yeah. the a couple of days before you understand the lore of the Steelers, the meaning yeah. of, of the standard is the standard because of guys like are you able to appreciate Mike Tomlin on the on the sideline? Look me in the eyes. I want to see your faces, that yeah. kind of stuff. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm Gaga as a fan that, that, yeah. that that's my coach and that's my team that pick it, drives them down. And then you go to Charm City the following week and you scratch it out in the last minute and then you hammer the Browns the way you did. Are you able to extract that's special, and we didn't make the playoffs, and I didn't get a Super Bowl this year, but are you? Well, it's a little bit of both. You know, I think for me, um, they're all different chapters in the book, and I like to dive into those chapters and embrace those feelings. And, you know, being for the Pittsburgh Steelers, you understand the history that comes along with it, so you really get to just appreciate those moments. Um, but in the offseason, I'm like, damn, we needed that. We need to get this Super Bowl. Um, you know, my off season is 
dedicated to winning a Super Bowl um, because the Super Bowl is the ultimate goal because it is a team sport. You need so much to go your way, but when you win that trophy, it's not one guy that won the trophy. It's everybody. It's the city that's done it. And um, I've just been very appreciative of my time in Pittsburgh. I've enjoyed it. I've looked back at every year. I have a notebook for each year of plays, what I'm feeling, how, how it's going around. Um, but it's never a state of regret where I'm like, man, I'm in the wrong place. I am in the right place. I am enjoying myself every year. I love and- the trade rumors. They come up all the time. <laughs> Dude, they, maybe they'll cut Cam. You know, they could yeah. save some money. <laughs> Cam Hayward's going to try to get out of town? I don't think I, so. I'm not trying to go anywhere. I have roots there. Um, you know, as long as they'll have me, I'll play. Uh, but it's a two-way street. As much as I want to be there, they got to want me back. But uh, I enjoy being a Pittsburgh Steeler. Let me see how much you enjoy the city of Pittsburgh by showing me your Pittsburgh accent. In uh, that, uh, you know. Why are you acting so nabby? What, well, tell me, what's the name of yes. your? What's the name of the head coach? Uh, Mike Tomlin. Dude, no, so, dude, you're from Georgia or something, dude. <laughs> no, it's Coach Tomlin, coach dude. Coach Tomlin. Coach Tomlin. He want to win games, There's but he don't care about no Super Bowl no more. You know, Super Bowl. Like that, yeah. That's all they do. Dude, they got to get back to running the ball like they used to. The oh, old, uh, Them God. old dudes like Mean Joe. That, that Franco dude, Harris. Oh. Dude, Franco, now that dude, he was good. He, he would run out of bonds, though, sometimes. That's the funny thing, and Franco talked about it, too. <laughs> we were talking about Franco, God, for, like, God rest his soul. Like, Franco, we had him on the, the day before I, he passed uh, Amazing, away. yeah. And, you know, it's funny because so much they talked about him running out of bounds. It was like they all just forgot about it years down the road when they're honoring me because that was a big sticking point back then. And, you know. I remember my sixth right grade thing, teacher talking about it. <laughs> dude, I don't know about Franco, dude, because he always running out of bounds. I remember sitting in Three River Stadium on my uncle when somebody expressed that sentiment loudly saying so that everybody in the section could hear yeah, he's, he's danced his way and run out of bands to 12,000 yards. <laughs> I thought that was a, that was a good uh, comeback there. It was. Um, let's talk about man of the year. Right. I hope you win it. You deserve it. Your deeds are sincerely appreciated by anybody who lives in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's great work using your platform and all of that. I am concerned, though, because this is a, a, a special award. This is a, a basically showing that you're a good human being. Not It doesn't have to do with your football. So if you don't win it. Oh, man. And the camera's locked on you, what are you oh. going to do? Like, you can't, like, if you lose an Academy Award, you could be like, ugh, you know, like that. But that would be a bad look if you're like, yeah. oh, that guy's nicer than me. Like, you can't be a jerk in that moment, you right? You can't be a jerk. And what I'll say is. You know, being nominated for my fifth time, it's like, guys, we got to nominate somebody else. Here's so. what I want you to do. Here, I, I, I was thinking about this. I think, like, so it's not awkward. If you don't win, have this, and, like, when they're about to announce the award, like, when they're like, and the winner of the man of the year is, like, be, like, mid-bite. And then, like, and then I'm, I'm going to say, who else is nominated? <laughs> Who else is one of the finalists? Uh, Demario Davis. Okay, Demario um, Davis. Okay, yeah. so be ready. Like the yeah. nominees are Cam Hayward, Demario Davis, and the winner of the Man of the Year is. So now you got to be ready to take a bite. Like Demario Davis. See if you're mid bite like that, then you don't look silly. 
I think I still look silly. Mm -hmm. I think I definitely look silly. Um, you know, me just having this in my hand, I feel feels very unnatural. Uh, I don't. Okay. Agree to disagree, I guess. <laughs> Speaking of disagreements, now let's uh, let's do this. Wait, you here. want this back? I mean, it it was a gift, but okay, <laughs> whatever, whatever. <laughs> Must be on a no carb diet or one of these. Things. I need um, one of those. The um, I want to talk about uh, the disagreement that happened, and you talk about. I mean, mm -hmm. I appreciate that somebody has to step up and be the leader of men and all that rhetoric that you hear about in a mm -hmm. locker room, and you are clearly that guy. You also seemed to me to be a bridge guy from the last Super Bowl championship team. Big personalities, you know, Ike Taylor, Ryan Clark, two of my all-time favorite Steelers, probably my one and two. But you have a chance to get in uh, ahead of one or both of them. If, if, mm -hmm. if this continues to go the way it's going, right. you could really end up number one. But anyway, let's not, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> um, Ryan Clark expressed... You know, th this thing that sounds like, I, you know, I put it on the fans, but even that old guard Steeler guy, or 21st century old guard, said, these guys don't care as much as we did. It was all about, it was all about ourselves. And Ryan Clark, I, I got where he was coming from, yeah. but you know that those guys are very proud oh, very of that proud. unit. Defense, yes. that group is very proud of what they had. I'm talking about just the defense. Mm -hmm. I felt like... Correct me if I'm wrong. Like you, rightly, kind of got a little bit of a chip on your shoulder because it was a reflection on you that those comments, which probably well, they certainly weren't directed at you. They were young guys, new guys yeah. learning what the Steelers are about and all that. But I felt like your reaction indicated to me like that's basically a shot at me because this is my locker room now, yeah. guys. I grew up under you, but I bridged us over the last ten years, and now I'm the man, and you're essentially taking a shot at me. Is that right? I I love those dudes. Like, there's not a guy on that team that I don't appreciate more than anybody. RC, IT, um, TP, Troy, like, they're all my big brothers. Mm -hmm. And I don't have any problem. Like, you know, when we do fall short, it does fall on me. And I'm not running away from that. Like, I think sometimes we get into, you know, it's a shot at me, and now I got to throw a shot back. I don't look at it like that. I like, you know, the standard was set. You look at the 70s Steelers, they set the standard. It's not like the 2000 Steelers went away from that. They, they said, okay, we'll take that and we'll do our own thing. And that's all we can ever ask for. You know, there was a standard set. And, you know, if my big brothers can tell me, like, my team isn't playing like the, the standard, so be it. But I'm going to demand more from my guys um, because there's a quality of the, of the way the Pittsburgh Steelers should play. And when we fall, don't fall short of that, you know, I have, to, I have to wear it. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I appreciated one that you didn't fire back. That showed good sense there. <laughs> um, In my I, age, I've changed. As a petulant person, uh -huh. I would have and, in fact, did say this to Ike in response. Hey, Ike. Don't forget, I know you're very proud of right. that Super Bowl 43 team, that, that <laughs> best defense ever. We should be in the conversation with the 2000 Ravens and the, you know, the 85 Bears and everything else. I reminded Ike, they were chasing Larry Fitzgerald with three minutes left in that Super Bowl and number seven in San Antonio had to step up and save the day, right? That's, a, that's how you fire back, and then it's over with. You it's just say not, like that. though. It's not because <laughs> I get it. you got to say Lamar Woodley got, gets the sack that's at the end right of the too. game. So – 
it's a team game. We, we, we talk so much about individuals and, you know, offense versus defense, but there is not a man in that locker room that you can take that Super Bowl away from. And you can't take away the greatness of that feeling because everybody is part of the practice squad, the staff. Everybody is excited to win that Super Bowl, and everybody has a say in that. Who takes over when 97 moves on? Who's, who do you have your eye on? Is I, see, I could see this guy fill in the vacuum. You know, obviously you have your, your quote-unquote superstars. You got TJ. You got Minka. Um, you know, you just don't know. Like, um, a one guy I really love, two guys I really love. Um, your brother? Yeah, I like him. He's okay. Um, on the defensive side, I, I really like Cam Sutton. He's a free agent this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many different things Cam does uh, that go unnoticed. Um, he can play nickel. He can play outside. He can play the dime. Um, the fact that you can move him around, and he plays with a little bit of a mean streak, um, he's a guy I really do appreciate. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, I really love Najee. Hmm. Um, Najee is a workhorse that doesn't have to work that hard, but he does. And I'm very, I love the fact that he works. Um, you know, you lead by example. I'm, I like that, that type. I don't need you to say much, but I need you to do the job. And sometimes we have to pull the reins back on him, but that is the type of guy you want in your locker room continuing working. Okay, just a couple more things. You're yeah. very, listen, you got a lot of great, I, I, and by the way, you're already on. You've got uh, not not that you're not present and <laughs> and doing your thing on the football field, but you already have one big foot over on the media side, and you're already doing gangbusters work there. Not just with the podcast, but on television and otherwise. So congratulations Appreciate on that. already bridging that gap before you even <laughs> hang it up. Um, but first of all, let's talk about your old man, and then we'll mm-hmm. get to to his football playing son yeah. in a second. Here, I'm obviously much older than you. I remember. <laughs> Watching, I, I loved your old man. I, right. I'm a big Pitt guy, grew up in Pitt Stadium, um, and your old man was on the short list of my all-time favorites. And I remember getting on a plane next to him, and I couldn't believe he. You're a tall guy. He was maybe five ten, five eleven, but he yeah. was he was running. I remember he was listed. I looked on the uh, in the program. He was listed at two sixty five. I think, uh-huh. and even my young eyes could identify. That was no two sixty five. They, Not I think at they all. they left out uh, a couple few dozen pounds on. Yeah, him. but he could jump over guys. He jumped over yes. the. University of Miami guys, he should have won. I just want you to know, this isn't so much a question and it is, I'm telling you something. Mm-hmm. That is one of the all-time worst Heisman votes ever. That Tim Brown got that thing instead of your old man. Well, With the season he put together, it's a historic season yeah. in terms of college running backs, what he did, how he did it against the competition he did. Mm. And Tim Brown, okay, he returned punts uh, on primetime against uh, Michigan one night, and that was enough <laughs> for him to win the Heisman. I, I, I think it was unjust, and I want you to know it. Well, I appreciate that. Um, it's funny, though, because, like, my dad and Tim Brown were actually friends even before they went to college because they were high school um, All-Americans. And so they would go on trips together. Um, but I think he was happy for him. Um, but I've always heard that, you know, my dad gets snubbed. Um, but being from Pittsburgh, living in Pittsburgh now, I get to see his legacy continue to keep taking off. Um, the amount of stories I hear about 
him and his athleticism is crazy. The most stories I hear about him off the field are even crazier. <laughs> I've heard um, some of those too. <laughs> you know, I, I've heard just, you know, he was so athletic that he would go to the, the Jewish um, rec centers mm -hmm. and play basketball. And he was constantly dunking on the rims. And, you know, Coach Fazio had to take care of that. You know, you can't be doing that every week. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, it's it's a really cool to be in a city where your dad played in college. It's even better to see the legacy he left and the people he had a lasting impact with. Yeah, well, in a long lineage of great running backs yeah. from Pitt. I dare say maybe even better than the Ohio State's lineage of great running backs. Oh, man. It's a good It's a good conversation. It's a good conversation. It's a good Tony, debate. Tony Dorsett, you got... Archie Griffin, um, Beanie Wells. Well, Tony, Tony Dorsett Deion was better Lewis. than Archie Griffin. He Ooh. was Dorsett before he got fancy and went to Dallas. He was, <laughs> he was Tony Dorsett when he was at Hopewell. Right, okay. He, I asked him once, and I said, my grandfather saw you play at Hopewell. Can you grandfather me into calling you Dorsett? And he said it was okay. So I, I, I'm allowed to call him that still. Um, but, yeah, it's a good competition from, you know, from Connor and Shady McCoy and otherwise. Mm -hmm. uh, but obviously no, uh, no short list there from Ohio State. Now let's talk about the kid who went to Ohio State. Right. Um, now has become really the face of the Steelers' defense for a generation. Um, I, I'm struck by the fact that when I hear you ask, Mina Kimes was on my show now two years ago. Uh -huh. And we had a conversation where I, I felt like there was this suddenly nationally people were picking up on it. And she was the primary person <laughs> who, because about six years ago, I started to really notice that 97 shows up in the second half of NFL seasons just consistently pushing very large human beings around like not <laughs> I don't mean I don't mean slipping through I mean you would just you driving guys back and that continues to this day mm -hmm. a couple of years ago I said I think Cam Hayward's tracking to the Hall of Fame like I don't think I'm I don't think that's out of bounds to say that at this right. point and Mina Kimes agreed with that mm -hmm. and I said well let's see now now we got some momentum you know <laughs> now we got a power player behind this cause right. I'm impressed by the fact or struck by the fact that you don't shrink from that you're you 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 feel am I right in saying you think you are a Hall of Famer I do I think I'm on track um I'm not running away from that um my goal is to one day have a Super Bowl and then be able to say, I'm in the Hall of Fame. Um, from, you know, it takes a village to get to this point. Mm -hmm. It's not just me. And the best way to thank you, thank those people that have been a part, is to reach that ultimate goal. Um, I'm not saying I'm there yet. I got some more work to do. But, um, you know, it wasn't that way at the beginning of my career. You know, I didn't play my first two years. I was very, I was in very sparingly. sparingly. But, you know, it's a different time, and, you know, the 3-4-N has not gotten a lot of credit over the years. I got to learn from guys like Aaron Smith and Brett Kiesel, two of the premier 3-4-Ns mm -hmm. that, you know, for, for whatever reason, they fall by the wayside. Those guys were two pillars to me that can control the uh, offense, um, and I've just tried to build on what they've done. Um, you know, I'm never going to run away from competition. I, I, I love that. I love when you call me out because – I want to be able to back it up. I mean, listen, 
people can call me biased. I'm using my eyes. I think people see it now. The, like I keep saying, I mean, it's as simple as just you. Might is right. You just are pushing guys around pretty <laughs> consistently. Um, and the numbers, the difference between you and Aaron Smith, who was a dominator, is you have the numbers, the sack mm-hmm. totals and otherwise, to support your candidacy. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down yeah. with me. I could talk to you for another uh, half hour without batting an eye here. I want to <laughs> give you something. I don't know if it'll end up in a good, but for your time, I just, you know, this is all I could find. I could, I wanted to get you a jumbo. But, Whoa! So that's for your room. I, I hope it's, I, I needed all this, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that happens. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted you to have that. I and before you, it. you know, before you go, what? Um, give me a Super Bowl pick because you know we're here for the Super Bowl. We all we did was talk Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. the whole time. Eddie Spaghetti, did we talk enough about uh, about the Eagles? How about the, the Chiefs Steagles? and and how and how Patrick Mahomes can contend with that defense? Did we get? <laughs> did we do enough of that? Okay, good. I wanted to get Cam's thoughts on that. I wanted yeah. to be a professional. Well, I'll, I'll go Steagles. Okay, good. I'll go Steagles. Um, you know, I got uh, Javon Hargrave over there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can bring him friends. back into black and gold. I We're Oak and Joby, one or well, the other, right? One or the, let's bring them all. Let's just Do bring they, them all. You know, to, to, I'm sorry. So I, I don't want to open no, up another good. thing. You're good. Let's Quick question. Going. You mentioned that you didn't play a lot. That is one thing that has been consistent from Dickie LeBeau's days to, mm-hmm. to now. In the age of free agency, the Steelers are one of the very few teams that that is proud of like hey it takes a minute to get in on our defense mm-hmm. doesn't that need that doesn't that philosophically need to change it did this year by by requirement with with Marv Leal and a, and yeah. a couple other guys but don't you like hey the clock's ticking everybody we got four years with these guys get them in there now it, I think it's definitely changed um you know I think probably changed about two years after I started playing because I felt like David DeCastro started starting. Um, then we finally got TJ Watt and that dude wouldn't have been happy on the sideline. Um, you know, and I think we, we had a need for it. You know, the, the thing I had going against me was these guys just went to the Super Bowl. You know, my first, that's right. My first day, you know, I D line coach John Mitchell. I love him. But what he said to me was, you better get on those special teams because I already got my playmakers. <laughs> so, you know, I had to, you know, one thing I tried to do was just be a sponge. Um, I knew my whenever my number was going to get called, I had to be ready. But these guys had already been cemented as the starters. Um, love that. Uh, that 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 seems to be the the direction. I love the the talk about the Steelers don't do this or that, but the Minka Fitzpatrick trade betrays mm-hmm. this the rhetoric that the Steelers don't su- do certain things. Last thing, we talk about the standard a lot. Uh-huh. I think that what would establish that in the best way, and you have the juice to make this happen. You you could you could go to the highest levels in the organization. Yeah. See if you can make this happen. Okay. 40-foot-tall statues of the original steel curtain front four. Mean Joe. Because then I know you would get that. It's not going to be Cam Hayward. You're in the lineage of that. Where did it start, though? Yeah. Let's get Dwight White. Let's get Elsie Greenwood, Fats Holmes, and Mean Joe. And it's gigantic. And now you're a visiting QB. You know, you're Joe Burrow coming into the state. I'm not here to play just 11 guys. I'm here to to face a legacy unlike any other in sport. Yeah. Now I'm intimidated. Now they're in my head and the game hasn't kicked off yet. How say you? 
well, you know, first of all, I, you think it just should be Joe Green. But okay. you're doing it a dis disservice if you don't mention that that steel curtain. Because, you know, Dwight White, Ernie Holmes, you know, uh, Elsie Greenwood, and then Joe Green, like, all four of those guys were special in their own way. Like, I walk into the facility every single day, and there's a wall where it's just des dedicated to each position. And I see, you know, all those names, and then I see Aaron Smith and Brett Kiesel. Um, and I am just, you know, those guys have set the standard for me. And there does need to be something at the stadium that, you know, sheds a light on those guys because without them, I don't know are the Steelers are the, what they are today. I, you know, you know better than I do, but from the outside looking in, I've watched a lot of sports for many, many moons. And I got to tell you, the Steelers are one of a very small handful of professional outlets in any sport where that sense of the history and regard for those who came before you and, you know, like Palomalu talked about it, his Hall of Fame induction, where that really comes through. And, you know, I hear the cynicism of like, dude, I don't care about nothing except for winning games. And I get where that comes from. And sure. I wouldn't call it spoiled or anything else. But I think that I, I think you cannot overstate how cool it is that Cam Hayward has his brother now on the Pittsburgh Steelers and your old man was a legend at Pitt University and that the Steelers, I, I just spiritually, when people said, Kenny Pickett, dude, I don't know if he's good enough. Like, take the shot. Right. The kid comes from Pitt. If he makes it, the story is oh. is vastly sweeter as it will be for you when you get over the hump and Connor is there with you. Those stories are everything as as a human being, as a as a fan. And yes, the bottom line matters, but it it really is something special to to watch what you do and see that you get that you yeah. accept that as a young man. You know, I think one day this could be a TV show or a movie somehow. But man, I, you can't write the script any better and. I want to be a part of something special, and you know, I, I I feel like we are we are in something special, and you know, I'm not ready to let go of that dream, and I I think we can really, you know, hit the nail on the you know hit it on the nail. So well, listen, I it. hope you get the man of the year. Obviously, it's not going to take away if you don't get it. It's not going to take away from uh, the great work you do around the city. It is appreciate appreciated. It. I know that uh, you're. I keep talking about these short lists. You're on the short list of. <laughs> people who make that city better so uh, I appreciate so you. I appreciate it as somebody who grew up there and still has family back there and we'll keep on appreciating you on Sundays as long as we can uh, can have you out there leading that locker room sounds good thanks man we'll also be listening to you on the podcast yeah and I'll take Enjoy this with me toilet paper <laughs> and we'll talk soon sounds good and now a quick break Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There he goes, Eddie Spaghetti. That was a thrill for me. Number 97. I could, times. I could tell you were excited. Uh, I'm back on the couch after Cam left. Uh, I'm a lot smaller. Than, I'm big, but yeah, still you are, not right. as big as Cam, who is a mountain of a man who, like you mentioned uh, during the interview, he just manhandled people. He pushes other offensive linemen around, uh, and he's now a superstar in the media. So that was a lot of fun to watch. We should have, um, dang, well, uh, missed an opportunity there. I should have shown him my swim move. You could have been the, you could have been the offensive lineman. We could have really, you know, because you always want to be learning. You always want to be improving as a professional football player. I could have helped him, you know, as he goes into his next season, add a, a new move to his repertoire. But anyway, you know what? What's done is done. I'm not going to get down in the dumps. That was a great time for me. We thank Cam and make sure you're listening to not just football with Cam Hayward. I believe he had Mina Kimes on his most recent episode here. From this very chair, as a matter of fact, we wish him well with the man of the year um, announcement coming up on Thursday night. And I guess we won't be talking to you on the podcast until after Super Bowl 57 is, is complete. We'll be here ready to break it down for you on Monday. As usual, until then, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. <laughs>